this is where the magic happens. Hey guys. Hey. That might be the, the most high pitched one we've ever had. I was, I, I just found out what vocal fry is. Do you know what, you probably know what vocal fry is. Vocal fry, if I had to, if someone asked me under oath right now, like, uh -huh. what is vocal fry to the best of your knowledge? I would say when you like just misuse your voice and you kind of like lose it a little bit. Yeah. Or you're speaking in the that? back of your throat. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, There's like how a, I've spoken my video. entire life. It's kind of liquid. I can't even do it. I can't even do vocal fry. Um, but I went to school to be an actor as you did too, right? Didn't you go to school for acting? I studied theater in college. Uh, for yes. While, yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Theater. Yeah. Me well, too. no, I didn't like graduate <laughs> from like a theater program or anything, but I did. But you study. know, like they, yeah. they teach you to speak in the front of your mouth. But um, I watched a video with a doctor, some um, vocal coach, PhD, and she does an impression of it. It's really good. It's on YouTube. It's like the first thing that comes up when you Google what is vocal fry. So I was watching it and I was very self-conscious. And then I got done. I was like, oh, I'm maybe the other end of that, the shrieking loud obnoxious <laughs> spectrum. Well, now I'm gonna like gonna be thinking about like where's the sound coming from in my mouth? Um yeah, I don't think you do it. As we're talking. Yeah, I there are times I, I also do have do already it. forgotten. Like if I do a Columbo impersonation, it's all in the back of it. <laughs> Because it has to come from like the throat. As like, you do so regularly. Say, that was a thing. Yeah. So, so uh -huh. uh, you know, wouldn't that be great if Columbo showed up in The Undoing? Uh, just <gasps> one more question here for you. Uh, hey, do you think it's no spoilers? Obviously, no spo you, I'm obviously not. But Ryan watched, and I finished it. We, we finished it last night. And we just talked about it all day. And now we're we, finally doing the podcast. <laughs> we highly recommend watching it. We'll say that. Yeah. We'll, we highly yes. recommend watching The Undoing. And uh, if you enjoy well-made television. Well-made. Uh, Nicole Kidman. All she touches is gold, Ryan. Yeah. What, what's that song? Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, it's gone already. I was up <laughs> way too late. I start, also started watching the HBO show <laughs> Ballers. <Wait>. Um, <gasps> no. And That's it is so, so good because I mean Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson is really Rob Corddry. I mean there there's, there's like a lot Rob of Corddry. there's a lot of I mean he's hilarious on this show. And it's really really good. And unabashedly I watched all of Entourage back in the day, watched the I movie. was just going to say I thought it's, Ballers was like just a new Entourage. It is kind it? of is. It okay. kind of is. Yeah. And anyway, I I'm enjoying it. I mean, there's, it's high stakes stuff. It's, uh, it's interesting. You're going to get some Hollywood bros now that you're back in LA. Well, you're I got to go get, get some, your... like, I got to get some Miami. I got to get some South beach bros because I'm picturing this one's in Miami. you and Fritz. Yeah. Rolling <laughs> around in an entourage. Listening to fucking Hank Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Unshaven. Pulling up in a Camry. I love it. Um, yeah. um, Nadia is going to do the first episode of Witchy Poo with me. Because I wanted to come, do one when, of my... when do you when are you doing that? Oh, I think maybe end of January it's going to come out. So you guys, that's one thing that I needed to put on my list. Um, please send me your letters because I already got a bunch of good ones. Um, make them as long as you want. I'll edit them. Tell me a whole story. And uh, just remember, this isn't for psychic advice or me to channel your guides. This is like real life advice. And I have some exciting authors scheduled to be on it. So now I have to do it. And uh, which is fun because I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have, we have a lot of authors who send me their books and try to get on this podcast, but we just don't have our shit together to book people. <laughs> I mean, lately, but if you guys <laughs> have a podcast, they'll send you books. You could get books from people for free. You got to read them, but you know, to have them on, but it's worth Even it. if you have um, a blog that occasionally oh, yeah. reviews books. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Or talks about books you've read. I bet you could get books mm -hmm. sent to you because they love yeah, publishers are yum, ready yum. to give you free books yes i have so many i could hold one up and tell you who it is but you'll know soon if you follow conjure the cocktail um because i think she's going to do that too um but please send me emails to dearwitchypoo at gmail.com you can also just go to witchypoo.com and figure out how to do it there but i would love to answer your letters anonymously and i'm going to choose them based on the guests and we're going to give you life advice but that like really intuitive cool. witchy life advice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ryan, I have a big announcement today. Yeah. It comes right after the note. full moon. Yeah. Well, not just a full. Okay. So check this out. Well, I mean, the, the day um, we're recording this is Monday. I know. 
but so. the penumbral lunar eclipse which it's like it's this eclipse is special because it doesn't fully eclipse anything but there's like shade cast on the moon so like, you what, still get a somebody's, full moon. somebody's throwing shade on the moon yep yep somebody's throwing shade on the moon and um it it's at really apropos and i didn't even realize this when we picked this day but it's when you end something and it results in bigger returns a few months later so this can be a lot of different things but i think that what we're doing is the perfect example of it um because i was like we talked about this ryan and i are very focused on doing things well this is what i keep telling him but i would like him to be on board with this too that bring us I only want to stress over things that bring me money or orgasms. And I don't think. I don't How can think you that... find something that does both? Mm. <laughs> you need a gold Ooh. vibrator. Uh, <laughs> that lays it. golden eggs. Yeah, yeah. Or, or makes me lay golden eggs. I'll lay golden eggs. I'm not above it. Um, but we've both been very, very busy focusing on like we each have a huge project right now that's I mean like retirement stuff you know like really big important stuff that we can't fuck up and we've just been stressed about a lot of different things and we're just gonna take a time out from the podcast and we're taking an indefinite hiatus yes um to tbd um and we're gonna see I mean like what Angela says is like right on the nose. Like I can't even like half the time. I don't even remember what my name is because there's, I, you know, my biggest fear is not holding up my end of a bargain. That's like yeah. one of my, it's not my biggest fear, but it's like, it's, it's in my top 10 list. And I think most people probably feel like this, like, especially when you get the ball rolling on something and then, you know, there's, to me, there's fewer the things. Yeah. There's fewer things worse than like getting people fired up about something that's your mm -hmm. idea. And then they devote all kinds of hard work to it and time and effort. And then they're just sitting there waiting for you. Like, why aren't you doing what you got us to do? Like yeah. we, de we devoted time, we devoted our personal money and yep. uh, all this effort. And you're just kind of like not doing, not doing it. That's not what's happening, but like, that's like one of, that's like one of the, I know. And I don't so, even make a to-do list right now. Cause there's so much to do. It's just bleh, all in front of me. All yeah. The time. So, I mean, you with Stregzy and you got dear witchy poo and mm -hmm. me with the crystallized app and uh, a couple other things that uh, are in the oven over here yeah. um, that are, and you know, beyond, a little bit beyond my control, but like, oh my just, God. Well, there's too much to do this? right now. What is the sci-fi thing? You were just on sci-fi channel with something? Oh yeah, that's the um my friends Alex and Adam uh have created and written uh a show that started airing on Friday, this past Friday, the Friday Ooh. after Thanksgiving. And then the second episode aired last night. And then it'll be every Thursday night. Um it's called the movie are you, show. Are you gonna I'm be just on in regularly? the one I'm just in the very first episode right now so now. i'm just in I the very wait. first episode and uh it's a you know it's two puppets who host a cable access show in modesto california reviewing movies um did these guys ever do a show at upright citizens brigade no not that i'm aware okay. of um, alex is a like comedian that. a stand-up comedian from cincinnati who mm -hmm. i've known since the very first time he ever went on stage Oh. Um, and then Adam, I met uh, out out here. They became like writing partners uh, a few years ago, and so yeah, they um, they're they're killing it. They knocked it out of the park. It, it, the show's great, um, and uh, it was really really cool to be a part of something. And, and so many funny people. Like I know most of the writing staff uh, who wrote on the show because they're all stand up comics for the most part comedians mm -hmm. and uh there's the whole the whole staff and crew like just really really knocked it out of the park so wow. it's, it's really you, fun. are you playing a turkey is that what i saw in your stories no i'm not playing a turkey i don't want to give it away what i'm playing oh okay no spoilers i'm playing a very <laughs> famous character from the movie jurassic park oh my god who might look like a turkey if you're watching on a small device 
exactly. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I have to watch it. I don't even know how to access sci-fi, but I'll figure it out. Um, also, you guys, patrons don't fret. We already suspended December. And if you did just become a patron, you get access to everything. And we might do like, we might do a special thing when we're together in January for patrons only. Um, so but that is a that. that is a clear thing and it'll be posted on the patreon page um, yes well probably there's no yeah. way to suspend being charged when someone signs up um mm -hmm. there's only um and you know so there's there's no way to suspend so like there's no way to turn off the annual membership option either once you select it you're you just have to like you have to unlaunch your page so we'd have to take the page down um to try to change that but um patrons won't be charged uh december january february like we'll we're just you know that is not going to be happening but if you yeah if you're if you're thinking about becoming a new patron you will be charged for whatever you decide to sign up as just once. that's something yeah. we cannot stop from happening so but then you'll have all the access to all the like if you really miss us you can go listen to secrets galore and yeah so there's a ton of there's stuff there's a lot of good there. shit in there there's a um, lot of good shit yeah well, so. i'm gonna give you guys a good one today too bt dubs um yeah and uh, like we just it's just been a lot and again money and orgasms it's just we gotta we gotta retire someday ryan and i are trying to be grown-up people <laughs> we just <laughs> we gotta we gotta have a house that we own right we need houses yeah, I mean, needs a strong word, maybe, but yeah. Oh, I mean, right. That's a I basic would, need. I would, this I would country, enjoy have a. I would so, enjoy having a house. Look at all the people when they were young who our parents knew and were our parents, and they could just go buy a house, like a beautiful house, for less than fifty thousand dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, now. I mean, you can still buy a house for less than fifty thousand dollars, depending on where. Yeah, that's true. That's um, that's the scary part. Yeah. So it's. <gasps> Ooh. Sorry, I just thought of something so cool to tell you about demons. Oh, what about demons? <laughs> My brother, um, I think he has an attachment and I'm going to work on this. Oh, it's just hard to be around. It's hard to be around your brother for all these months. It's just hard sometimes. And I love him so much, but like he was over here last night. He bought one of our childhood homes that is crazy fucking haunted still. When I go over there, there are things that I feel like I have to acknowledge, they just want to be acknowledged. Um, there was some shit that went down on the property behind this house. So we brought like spirits followed us, which I don't know if you guys know this, but they can hide in your furniture and stuff. That's what they did. They, they came all the way from Pennsylvania to Florida with us, the same fucking ghosts, not all of them. Some of them stuck around their house that they died. Is this in. the ones that like would turn the lights on mm -hmm. when you'd come back? Yep. And this was like the, the first time we moved into our haunted house, Pennsylvania, which oh, I mean, totally on topic here. My parents were like, wow, this house is only $20,000 or whatever it was. And it was massive and it was three acres and they couldn't understand why it was such a good deal. We move in, we find out that like the houses, it always, I always um, compare it to the car in Christine where that car was just always mangling people and killing people. Um, Cause it used to be a junkyard and cars would fall on people and kill them. I know someone who like the worst thing that's ever happened to her happened to her as a little girl on that property with two people who like blacked out and didn't know what they were doing to her, like really fucked up shit. And um, a man for sure murdered his wife and buried her in the basement. That one was like one of the first downloads I ever got in my life. And um, then he died in the house and he would hang out pumping the well every night. You could go see him pump the well. Um, but it was like some malicious stuff. There was, there was a lot of act. I mean, everything, everything imaginable was in that fucking house. Like we're talking, um, the, the, the thing that I told the story before, the thing that definitely wanted to kill me that I heard the one night I had the puka, which I didn't know what it was called. Karen Rontowski introduced me to that word. I had a puka. I don't think I have it anymore. I think it stayed in that house, but, um, yeah, so all that shit, most of it followed us to Florida. And the first night we left the Pennsylvania house to go visit someone and come home at night, we round the corner and you can see it down the road, all the lights are on and we get there and we're freaking out. And both the doors are open, the front door and the side door are hanging open. And it was like 
we all, we all, I mean, we knew it was haunted already because first night we slept there, a thing was in the basement, staring at my grandma. It was real awful. And we were like, fuck, this house is super haunted. And we wanted to believe it was welcome home, which sometimes it did have a nice welcome home vibe. Sometimes it would light candles for us. It was fucking crazy, this house. It was lit. <laughs> so then we come to Florida and we're like, yay. And it's like the end of Poltergeist, you know, and then there's Poltergeist too, which we always said when we saw it, we were like, wow, that's like us. Um, but we moved to Florida and it's the first time we all come home at night and we're driving up to the house all the lights are on and the doors are hanging open and we're like fuck and then poltergeist 2 starts it's a bummer oh but i have to tell you this demon story so and he bought this house yeah and you know he's got a pisces moon he's leaping with a pisces moon so he's very sentimental and i think a lot of him buying this house is he is um sedentary he doesn't want to move around he definitely wanted to fix his childhood in a, a form that I'm not sure works. I mean, he seems pretty happy, honestly, but he buys the house, makes it like, it looks like a freaking resort now. He has a gym he built on site. It has crazy giant, massive fountains. There's a fountain in the pool. It's really nice. It is not the house we grew up in. Um, but then it still is the house we grew up in. Like the rooms still feel little, still kind of feels like he should have just gone somewhere else and bought a real house. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like wrong in a way to me. Um, but then again, I'm Sagittarius and I'm like, burn it all to the ground and move across the country. <laughs> you know? So he, he tell, he's told me a lot of really scary stories and he's had friends witness this stuff, like crazy, crazy stuff, orbs, like Pottergeist, um, a, a demonic possession one night, almost attempted demonic possession. And he's telling my mom and me this story and he goes, I was going to bed the other night, like two nights ago, and he sees in the guest room shadows of monsters. And there's no, there's like no, the curtains, the blinds are closed. There's no light coming in. There's nothing in there. But he saw like giant monsters in that room, but just their shadow being cast in the hallway. Jesus. And he said, and, and like, this is where shit went down in our old bedrooms is where like the the shit went down and he runs he lives in my old bedroom now he runs into my old bedroom locks the door and went like kind, kind of went to sleep you know as best as one can but he was terrified to go back out into the hallway wait this is the house he's been living in this whole time down in florida yeah and it, oh, this is i'm gonna flatter myself right now by saying this but it is true every time i come home it comes alive like crazy fucking shit did i ever tell you a story about the, the grandfather clock i think so uh, the you know it's okay i didn't realize that this whole time you've been in florida that was the house mm -hmm. i can show you the imprint of what i think is a low-level demon that's still in the house like i don't mean like it's like images on the wall i mean if you walk by i've shown everybody gabe my brother um, whoever else would come over and wanted to see a demon you have to look out of your peripheral because <laughs> your peripheral that, is unchanged i am untrained. not on that list by the way i am not on the list of people who's like <laughs> i want to come over and see a demon i i'm just not into it. i i'm like i'm not saying it's, it's not there. fascinating and interesting but like i don't personally want to have the experience of seeing a demon if that it's, makes sense. um, I can't tell if it's the imprints, like if it's from where it got stuck or if it's really there trying to get out. I'm not totally sure, but it's always stuck in the same place and you have to walk by and keep your, your, your gaze forward. And then your peripheral shows you the demon and it sticks its head out of the door every time. And it's a fucking demon. It's a face. You can see it. Everybody describes the exact same thing. My brother has changed lighting, paint, everything. It The demon never changes. We don't talk about it anymore, though, because I don't think he wants to live with it. But that demon is, like, fucking basic. That demon is basic witchery compared to the other shit in that house. And I know it likes me because the, the time I came home from college, we had this amazing grandfather clock. And I was the clock tender. Nobody else bothered to learn how to work or maintain a, a grandfather clock, but I love them so much. It's this great big grandfather clock and it had all these different songs it would play. And I knew how to clean it. I knew how to um, tune it, how to um, wind it, all this stuff and how to do it so it didn't ever break. Cause you can really fuck up a grandfather clock if you don't know what you're doing. And 
there was a, a song I liked it to play and I would set it for every 15 minutes and mom and Adam hated it. Yeah. And they, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Now these Just days, I all day long, that. all day Burn long. Horrible. Like, and it was creepy. <laughs> so, so I come home from college and we're sitting in the living room and we're talking, we're all catching up. We haven't seen each other in a while. And I've been there for, we've been there for like two hours at this point. And I said, Hey, did you guys turn off the grandfather clock chimes? And they said, Oh yeah, they're creepy. We hate them. Ryan, a few minutes later, bing, bong, 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 boom, 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 boom. That's almost exactly what it sounded like. Um, and we all freak out. It's broad daylight. And we run around the corner because it's just around the corner. And you can see the little setting has been moved to not just any of the, I feel like there were like seven different chimes, but to mine, to the chimes I loved. And then it was on the whole time I was home. Ghost shit galore. <laughs> I'm surprised your family's not like, oh, you're going to come visit? Let's all go get a hotel. <laughs> I think they like it too. I mean, well, I mean, the it's demon like you have awful, a, but... I mean, it's not something that is unfamiliar to anybody involved so it's, yeah. it's a little bit different i guess when it comes to you know it's not like this is these are we're talking about a group of people who haven't experienced any of this stuff in their entire life and all of a sudden it starts happening mm -hmm. yeah it's i know like, i mean yeah since, so it's it's commonplace almost yeah since i was my earliest memories from infancy are horrible things like things well, i shouldn't say horrible like a black winged angel I Google it all the time. Nobody knows what that is. I think it was protecting me, but it was there a lot. Yeah, I haven't heard a ton or really anything about that outside of your story uh, when it comes to like referencing or trying to, I mean, I mean, sure there's stuff out there somewhere. Like I just mm -hmm. don't have access to the Vatican library. Um, <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> to be able to find it um, aim for the stuff. that's one of my favorite Shoot conspiracy theories about um i guess that's a it might be an insensitive way to say this what? one of the one of the most fascinating conspiracy theories going around about the iraq war is the i think it was alexandria right uh alexander the great's library um, like he had compiled, if I'm not mistaken, and I could have some of these details wrong, so I apologize in advance if so. But uh, in Alexandria, there was the Alexander the Great had compiled the greatest collection of like books and artifacts in the world. Ooh. Um, and the in the library, I guess he had a museum. blog or a podcast. Yeah, yeah, he did. People <laughs> would send them to him. So. Uh, in this museum slash library place, right? And which is, if I'm not mistaken, is modern day Iraq mm -hmm. is where Alexandria was. I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure, this, right? Yeah. And one of the biggest conspiracy theories is that as soon as the United States government got to the museum library, uh, it was already cleared out. Ooh. Right. And so who cleared it out? Um, Tom it Hanks and Da Vinci coat. Exactly. Don't really remember so the, the conspiracy theory is that the, you know, the shadow government or the Illuminati or whoever, right? They mm -hmm. got in there before the official U.S. Army and like the U.S. military. And the, so like the higher ups in the U.S. military were like, what the fuck is going on? Why is all this stuff gone? Um, because that's what they wanted. They wanted the oil, sure, maybe. They yeah. wanted, they knew that it was magic stuff in there. But they, they, I mean, they like the aliens you know, probably the oil and the fight for oil and, you know, 9-11 being the lie mm -hmm. to go in there, that it was all <gasps> part of wanting to get the library. Whoa. That's like, a, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a pretty big conspiracy um, theory to have, but it was all about the I library. Because we're talking I mean, like, we're talking shit like the Holy Grail. I don't. You know, the I Philosopher's believe. Stone, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we're talking like some of the biggest, you know, most famous relics of of all time that are apparently imbued with like, 
you know, the most magic of all. Who knows? B- bones of giants. Who knows what was in there, right? Damn. And, yeah. It's funny because, I mean, I believe 9-11 was real terrorism, but I'm also open to the government knowing about it because they did want things from Iraq. And that could be one of the things that they wanted. Uh, not that everybody knew, but I don't know. And I don't care about all the, the weird shit. I, it was bad enough to be in New York the day it happened. But that Pentagon plane, that's the one that makes me think, no, this was real. Yeah, it's, I also believe that it was terrorism. And mm-hmm. I just, to me, the, and maybe I'm simple-minded, but the solution seems so easy to me. Release the video footage of the plane hitting the Pentagon and you kill 90% of the conspiracy theories going around. That's all yeah. you have to do. Cause there is video footage from like cameras from other places, like businesses and stuff like in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, all you have to do is release that footage and there is Doesn't it only, no conspiracy does, theory about a missile hitting the Pentagon. Isn't there, isn't there, um, but I thought, which one did they not hit? I thought they, or did they only fuck up the Pentagon a little bit or something? Because what was the plane that the, the heroes took down? I thought that was the Pentagon plane. Um, no, that's the one that crashed. And I believe it was in the wilderness in Pennsylvania. Where was that one headed? Do you remember? Um, I mean, it was probably headed to D.C. as well or New York. Um, it, was, it was one of those two targets. Well, one I'm did sure. hit part of the Pentagon, right? Not the whole Pentagon. Yeah, they say, yeah, it. the wall, the outside wall of the Pentagon, mm-hmm. like really low to the ground. Um, I mean, obviously the Pentagon's not a huge tall building because no building in Washington can be taller than the Washington Monument. So there, that's <laughs> right. why there's no skyscrapers or anything there. But yeah, and then the movie Let's Roll was based on the, uh, there's so many, we don't need to get into this because there's so many like, I don't know. really strange conspiracy theories going around about even that specific flight. Um, mm. And the, you know, people will tell you that a lot of family members from the victims of that awful fucking tragedy mm-hmm. um, got the strangest phone calls from their relatives who were on that plane. Uh, like introducing what? themselves like, is this mother? Hello. This like, if I called my mom, I was on a plane that was getting ready to crash. And I called my mom. I was like, uh, Karen Singer. Yeah. Hello. This is your son, Ryan Singer calling like, which. What? And what I, would even I, be the, that's what know, that's what hole. that's what some people will claim <gasps> is happening. Do you know what's but, so funny? Or I, happened, I'm gonna go down this rabbit hole I, when I, I don't think there's any real again. evidence of that. My mom just discovered Scientology. Did I tell you about this? Wait, she'd never heard of it before. She'd heard of it, but she had no idea what it was, and she's watching a bunch of documentaries on it. And she'll come out. And she'll be like, "Oh my God, do you know what they do? They have like Tom Cruise and John Travolta telling people this shit is real." And I'm like, "Yeah, Mom, I, I I'm so familiar with Scientology." And then she kept coming out and telling me like really basic 101 stuff. And then I told her about the time I went to the Psychiatry Kills Museum. Do you remember that on Sunset back when it was called Psychiatry Kills and the city made them change it? Yeah, now it's called what the Museum of the Mind or something or what is it called? Yeah, yeah, something something else stupid. But they had like it was um, 2009 when I lived near it, and they had whole banners that had a guy getting um, shock therapy or the electric chair. I can't remember. Maybe like something that looked like it could be either, and screaming. And the banners would hang from all over LA, and it would say, "Visit the Psychiatry Kills Museum," and then. I went there and this was very risky, but um, I went with friends and we decided we were gonna go in with fake names. And I got in there and I got real cocky because they were like, oh, you write for MTV? And I was like, yeah, you guys are definitely gonna want me to join. And then they pushed a button and I shit you not, Ryan, a closet opened and a person walked in and said, a, a, a plant walked in and said, oh, I'm here for the tour, is it too late? there's no tour. They just give you contraptions put on your head and you walk around. So this person followed my friends and me and kept exclaiming, but they were a terrible actor. And I'm sure Scientology has better actors. This person was probably drugged on whatever drugs the Scientologists were giving them that day. But this person would say things like, wow, holy cow, I never knew that. But they, they would like try to get in on our trio. And that museum is so fucking creepy. If anybody's in LA, it's free. Don't give them your real name. That was stupid. That was me being cocky Sagittarius. They have 
shit in there. They have an iron maiden in there and they say that psychiatrists used it. They have these crazy ass clamps that they would put on women's ovaries to make them less hysterical. They have um, a whole wall and it's like the wall that psychiatry killed. Marilyn Monroe, the Twin Towers. I'm trying to remember who else. It was like, it's outrageous. It, they blame Columbine, the Columbine shooting on psychiatry. Those motherfuckers. So it's are so like crazy. the Creation Museum. Mm-hmm. But then I took my um, my second husband there when we were in LA when I did um, Mortified and we came back for a visit. He is such a dick. He's Sagittarius. He's such a dick. He was like in their faces about it and being so rude. And I thought that was not okay because I mean it was amusing at first, and then it was like these are clearly mentally ill people. I mean to join occult on that level with as much as uh, everything that the world knows. It's like, why are young kids starting to smoke? I understand if you started before we had all the great commercials, but to be here among all the knowledge about it and how hard it is to quit and everything we know now, why do young people start? Why does anyone join the Scientology church after HBO's had their way with it, after all these freaking books on it? How is it still happening? People need to raise their kids better. Yeah, well, I think that's part of the problem is some people are alone. Mm. And they, you know. There are better cults. Mormonism is a great one if you're just lonely. They're very sweet and neighborly. They won't make you stop talking to your family. If you no, if anything, they will give you free therapy. I got free therapy from Mormons with what it was. It is it is funny how they can like you know, the whole psychiatry kills thing, because I mean, psychiatry does have a dark side and a past that is fucking mm-hmm. awful, you know, when it comes oh, yeah. to, you know, some of the people who decided, oh, this is what we should do to cure people. And, you know, really just really like torturous stuff. Yeah. So like they just seized upon that and exploited it. They really did. It's kind of cool because it's a free exhibit and it's so fucking bonkers. Um, Also, right now, you guys, um, I'm just remembering an activist thing that I would like to bring your attention to in Cuba right now. They are, um, there are people trying, I'm going to share this in my Instagram. Um, They're oppressing people in a really creepy way. Um, They're arresting them just for, for like regular expression, which this is, Cuba's different now. I've been to Cuba and every time I see um, I'm going to call him a Bernie bro, but you know, I w- I am still pro Bernie. I love Bernie Sanders. Um, every time I see somebody try to tell the world about Cuba and they've never fucking been to Cuba, it is so broken and sad. I probably already said this before. We saw no pregnant people there because they just don't have the means to like bring, you do see children. It's just rare. We talked to so many people there. We brought in so much soap shampoo, like all these things that our friend from Cuba actually told us, take this stuff. They can't, there was a store there that sold just necessities, like just laundry detergent, things like that. The line was around the block and they would only let like six people in at a time. It's like that there all the time. It's basically like pre-COVID when we had no toilet paper in Cuba all the time. And those people are beautiful, healthy, glowing, they take care of their bodies because, and they do have, they do have healthcare, but it's like, they take care of their buildings, their homes. The place is so well-preserved. It's as well-preserved as they can. There are parts that are really dilapidated too, but like this shit where they're being freaking oppressed again now and they're arresting, it's just, I don't know what's about to happen, but I'm hoping now that Biden's coming in, we get to go back to Cuba. We were actually in Cuba the day Trump announced no more Americans going to Cuba. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It's so beautiful. I fantasize about going back and the people are seriously gorgeous. Like green eyes, dark skin. It's like, where the fuck? Oh my God. We were in the Havana club buying um, um, ramen cigars, honestly. Uh, that's all you can really buy there. And the woman behind the counter there, I don't know if, if everybody knows this. They're not allowed to leave Cuba. They're trapped in fucking Cuba. They're not allowed to travel. And we're behind these two douchey tourists who I think were from England. They had an accent. I can't remember from right now. And they're asking this woman at the cash register, this older woman, and there's a huge line of people because this is a tourist spot. 
hey, do you know if you could take these on an airplane? And she looks at them and she's like, I'm not allowed on airplanes. So no, I have no idea. And it was like, oh my God, you have to stand here and work with these shitty fucking trust fund tourists who don't even know your basic life. Like your base, like the basic anything about, it's so, we went to a very heavy uh, propaganda museum that was also so sad. It was just like falling apart. Anyway, you guys, please turn your attention to what's happening in Cuba right now. And when Biden, I hope comes in and fixes everything, we get a little um, ferry from the Keys to Cuba, from Key West to Cuba. There's somebody who's already done all this up. It's ready to go. We just need permission to open up our, our lines to Cuba again. It's going to be fucking amazing. And you guys, as soon as you can go to Cuba, go to Cuba. It'll blow your mind. It's safe. The people are so warm. The food is great and everything is very inexpensive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place just from, you know, my friend, Chris Garcia, his family's from Cuba and, uh, you know, his dad suffered some very, he's got this great podcast that he did for, I believe it was with NPR where he details the story of his father. And, um, it's, you know, it's heart wrenching the story. Is it, is it his father coming from Cuba to America? Yeah. It's about his family immigrating and how, um, how difficult it was. And then like, also like the torture and the shit that his dad had to go through. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've heard part of this before. And there's, um, let me look up the exact so I can make sure I give the, what's his name, Ryan? Uh, Chris Garcia. Um, I love that NPR. It's called scattered is the name of the podcast. Um, if you just type in scattered Chris Garcia, or if you do something like that, if you're looking for it, it's, I mean, it's really an incredible, incredible, like documentary series podcast. And like you hear, like he'll tell the stories and it's just like, you know, because I'm not going to act like when I was a kid, like Che Guevara wasn't like some kind of, you know, like hero kind of fictionalized idol kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then you hear people whose lives were, you know, so totally destroyed and and hurt by, you know, these characters that people are putting posters on their wall and it kind of, you know, really reshapes your perspective when you actually have interaction and with someone who was directly affected by some of these people. Um, and you know, it, it shatters the illusions, uh, to a large degree that may be held by, by someone who doesn't have the experience of being there, like you were saying, or, or really knowing much about it other than the superficial stuff. And listen, it's impossible for anyone to know in a deep way, everything that's going on all the time. I mean, we're not built for, you know, 100% global awareness when it comes to (laughs) geopolitics and social issues and things like that. It's, it's impossible to know every single detail about everything. So, you know, I don't, I try not to beat myself up about that. Just understand. Okay. I can't, you know, but, but when you have those moments to actually learn and be taught something, you know, we, we have a choice about, well, how am I going to react in this situation? Am I going to tell someone to fuck themselves for calling me stupid? Um, (laughs) or am I just going to admit, okay, yeah, I'm I'm stupid in this area because I, I, you know, I've never had the time to call each other stupid for starters. That's definitely not the way to have people hear what you're saying. Well, that is also true. And to be very clear, Chris never said that. Um, I didn't imagine he did, Okay, yeah. but, <laughs> um, I look forward to the, I look forward to the future when Chris and I can start doing our underbelly show again. We, we do a show here in Los Angeles, a monthly show we used to run where stand-up comedians had to perform everything, but stand up. So it was a lot of character, song, sketch, you know, fo- uh, what was it? Uh, not Photoshop. What's the slideshow one? Uh, when you slide do slideshows. Show? It's like a software people use to like do slideshows and office presentations. Oh, uh, office, um, office, Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft, Outlook. computer, computer, PowerPoint, um, PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Yes. PowerPoint. A very well-known name. PowerPoint. <laughs> like a lot of stuff like that. So we're very lucky to not know those terms. Yeah. So, but, uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, I think it is, 
you know, who knows what the new year brings, but I think that's like at the heart of what all this is about, like uh, today's, today's episode. So it's kind of like, uh, it's, you know, that old saying, and I don't even know how old it is, but it's very popular. It's like, it's not goodbye. It's see you later, probably. Yeah. So, um, I, I know I'm getting like says. sad, but also, I'm well, we've put a lot right of time now. and effort into the last nearly two years of doing the mm-hmm. show. And honestly, sorry, but I feel like the last couple episodes I've had to force myself to do it. I'm really not bringing, I've been so negative lately that I really don't like doing it right now. I don't like me. Right, well, I like me a lot in the last two weeks, but, but I haven't liked me and I have, it's been a chore and it should be fun. And also it should give us money and orgasms. Yeah. And I don't know how that last one comes into play, but the, <laughs> um, I do think for me as well, I've been so pulled in the direction of working on crystallize, which, you know, we think very early next year we'll be launching. We just finalized the design last night, actually. Ooh. Um, and a special thanks goes out to the beta testers uh, from previously. I mean, the beta testers are, it is my hope that the beta testers are going to have their mind blown when they see the difference between the proof of concept and the actual working app. I'm sure. It's like a million times, there's like a million more things you can do and the design's totally different and everything. But um, it is, yeah, it's been very difficult for me to make time to do anything and I start feeling guilty. I don't have time to do any of this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like, you know, all the patrons aren't getting enough content because I'm too busy to be doing stuff and I don't want to feel guilty. I don't need that shit. So um, I, ever since we talked about this, I'm like so much more relaxed. And honestly, I don't like, uh, we talk all the time about deleting our Facebooks. I just feel like I don't want to be, I don't want to be so accessible to people. I don't want to be, um, you know, there's like a lot of weirdos out there, you guys. And I'm sure you heard me talk about hate listeners and all this, like you fuckers, stop. Why are you listening to this? For starters, it's bad for you to listen to things or to look at people social that who you don't like or hurt you. You're just reattaching a cord over and over. And I just feel like I just can't keep cutting all these cords. I just don't want, I don't know. I want to like blow up all my social. I want to, oh, I want to burn it down is what I want to do. I do well, you are triple fire. It's a scorch mm-hmm. the earth. Yeah, That's I mean, always my thing. Burn it down. Yeah. And burn it to uh, the ground. Yeah. It's just, this is, we have to focus our energies on the things that are directly in front of us that we know are building the future that we want. And mm-hmm. right now, uh, you know, the, this is where the magic happens doesn't fill that slot for either mm-hmm. one of us. So we have to hit the pause button and, yeah. you know, and so we're not sure when that pause button gets hit again or not, but um, that's just for the universe to decide. So, yeah, you guys should been, also it's go. It's been a lot of, it's been a ton of fun mm-hmm. uh, in the meantime. And, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, interesting things I think uh, that we've learned and, you know, met some interesting people because of it. Um, you know, and yeah, it's been, it's been great. So Perry and I ended up pausing conjure the cocktail for a while and I'm going to be with her. And I feel like that's how it should be filmed and that will be fun. And like, you know, it's, it, it's still work that I don't want to do, but now we have this phenomenal potential guest that I so like, I can't quit doing conjure the cocktail because I'm so excited about potentially interviewing this person. Um, but I don't know, like even that I don't want to do anymore. I don't want to do any of it. I just want to. I just well, you got to like, focus on Stregzy and yeah. The one the the point I want to leave people with is this. Um, I don't think. Um, well, that's not how I should say it. I am trying to keep in mind at the forefront of my mind, the impermanence of everything, right? Mm-hmm. This physical form, Sad this, this yes. life I have right now is nothing is permanent, nothing, uh, nothing physical, nothing of this material world lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And being attached to permanence is a problem. Um, 
And I am focusing on like the release of all of that, like, you know, trying to not be consumed with, you know, whether trying to control something or hold on to something and, you know, let the river flow naturally. And um, because if I try to dam the water, it becomes stagnant. Mm -hmm. And I'm just focusing on that. And right now my river is taking me in, I, you know, it's taking you as well into separate directions when it comes to this Mm -hmm. podcast. So, um, and that's just, I'm not going to fight the water. No. Um, and that's no. what we've decided. We have such a good opportunity. And the fact that like we both have these crazy ass business cousins and mine has a whole team. We have a whole team of fucking geniuses. One of them I can't even believe is working with us on Stregzy. And so I'm constantly like trying to deliver my end of it. And I I feel like I'm just like, I. we just had, she and I just had a talk and I was like, I just, I feel like I'm letting you down. And she felt like she was letting me down, you know, because we just, there's so much to do. And we've already pushed back the the launch date, but I don't give a fuck. I just want to, I just want to feel good about the work we're doing. And I don't want to feel overwhelmed because it's all stuff I love. And, you know, dear witchy poo, we're tying that into Strikesy. So I'm going to interview um, readers and stuff on there. So it's going to be advertised on the main page. Like dear witchy poo is going to be, part of Strixie podcast. So I still think I'll be doing that. Ideally what I, I don't I just want to pay somebody to fucking produce my stuff. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to pay somebody to do my Instagram. I don't want to do any of it. If anybody wants that, if anybody thinks you can make memes on par with what I've already put out there, which pff, good luck, just kidding. I would love to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, the future is exciting. The future is bright and you know, hopefully everybody listening feels the same way about theirs. And, you know, I know this has been a long 10 fucking months or whatever Ugh, it's yeah, been. And, so you know, and it's, and it's, you know, we'll see, you know, obviously I don't know exactly what the future holds, but. I, I like know. what you said though. I like what you, sorry. You didn't just interrupt. Well, I was just going to say, say like, you know, you that's, know. I just say the thing, and you probably learned this in two years, is I just say the same thing in a lot of different you ways. You do. You repeat yourself a lot. That's why over. sometimes I'm putting a bow on you, Ryan. So <laughs> what I was going to say is I love what you said about imp- imp- impermanence, right? Impermanence. Thank you. Because um, Aslan said this beautiful thing to me one time about love. And she said, oh, just today too. When my mom was at the gym, I uh, beltained for a quick minute because um, I'm, I'm actually forcing myself to masturbate so that I like get triggered and want to have sex with someone again. I have some big blocks and stuff up right now and I'm really trying to take them down. But I realized like this lube I've been using, this lube I've been using for almost two years, which is also sad that I've had lube that long that I haven't gone through it. It's cursed. It's the fucking lube I bought for my ex and me. I should have dumped that lube. That's probably my block. Cursed lube. Cursed lube. No! I'm sure that this is relatable because there's energy and stuff, you know, like you could clean the bottle, but like there's energy and stuff. Um, that gives me a great well, idea for like a really campy movie. It's like a, uh, it's a sex shop run by a, like a dark evil, uh, like witch. Mm-hmm. Who just sells cursed lubes and sex toys <laughs> to people to wreak havoc on get, their lives? I'm gonna buy some pot lube when I'm in LA to not bring back with me. Just kidding! I'll squirt it all into my vagina before I leave. Oh um, wow, that'll be an interesting flight. <laughs> um, but what I was gonna say, I totally got sidetracked. Aslan said one time about love. I said something like, um, probably about a relationship that I really liked or missed or something, and she goes. Well, that's the mistake everybody makes. They think love, once they get it, it's theirs. But love's not like that. Love goes, love comes in. We don't, love doesn't belong to anybody. And I was like, oh my God. It's so real. Yeah. yeah. So when you have love it. Is shared. Love is shared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we've been, uh, you know, thank to everybody for listening who, has been sharing their love with us all these uh, these last Man, two years. Yeah, no kidding. So thank Patrons, you very much. Thank you. People keep sending me presents lately. Damn, you guys, that is so nice. I love everything. Like 
my God, like I have a pile of Lisa Frank behind me right now. And I got all these dresses from Faith and, uh, oh God, I'm so sorry, I forget your name because we just started talking, but somebody's sending me copper earrings that you I'll put on my Etsy or my, not Etsy, what's it called? So I don't even know socials anymore. I got a bail on my Instagram. Um, but seriously, you guys have been so, like, I feel loved. It's not, it's not like, oh, hate listeners. It's mostly, my God, it's so great to feel love on this scale. It's so great. Um, I'm grateful for it. It's, I've been so sad. I've been so sad for so long. And I finally was just like, you know what? I'm not going to be fucking sad anymore. And that's hard when you're, I didn't know like clinical depression, but now I wake up, I write down what my ideal day will look like and what my ideal day, if I had unlimited resources, would look like. And it really helps. Like, it just helps you keep your eye on the prize and you don't lie in bed looking at your fucking social media. That's the other thing I really think we got to get rid of. We're coming into the age of Aquarius. I just think the social media is a bad thing. Ugh. And then I'm like, but I guess I need it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, you've been we all have been convinced that we do, even though we don't. Mm -hmm. So and I'm, I'm in burn it down phase still, but yeah. burn it down mode. So it um, sounds insane. Well, I guess, it's, um, I guess that's going to kind of like put a bow on it for us guys. Also go to strikesy.com. We're having a contest. I don't think I've ever mentioned on here. I keep meaning to, um, they're like $6,000 worth of prizes and you can win a whole free year of psychic readings. And it's like pet psychics, astrology, numerology, aura readings, everything. You can win a whole year of free readings. So strikesy.com. Win some free stuff. And that's um, free and shit. I know very soon, hopefully in the next week or so, uh, crystallized website will be up and running. And there also, there will be a waiting list for the app. And if you can make a certain, you know, if you're one of the top people on the waiting list, you get, I think it's, I don't know, it might even be a couple of years free of the app Ooh, uh, or okay. might even be lifetime. There will be slots for people. If you, you know, share it enough with friends and things like that, you'll get the app free for your, for the lifetime of, you know, you'll have the app free forever. So um, we're very excited about that. And, you know, so all that good stuff. Um, very exciting it's, stuff and uh it's all good stuff it's so thanks all again. really good stuff thanks to everybody <laughs> who's been listening and who you know who who shared the love with us we really appreciate you yeah you guys have been so good and um yeah i guess i should just say just remember oh no you say it oh, no yeah, you say okay. it this time i'll okay. say it. i'll say it. okay just remember this shit is real <laughs>